Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode about breathing through discomfort and kind of deliberately widening your locus of control for dealing with imposter syndrome and feelings of lack. So I would say my goal for you to leave this episode uh, is like with an increased sense of risk tolerance or a workaround in the moments you suffer from a feeling of lack or less than. Because never forget, some of the most outwardly successful people in the world are utterly miserable. (laughs) Happiness and self-love are things that we have to curate from the inside and they emanate outwards. They are not created by outside conditions. So this is an episode aimed at allowing ourselves to kind of breathe through feelings of comparison and not good enough. And maybe it's for you. I don't know what I'm doing. I have nothing to offer that's original or good. Or I'm not good at anything. Or fill in the blank negative self-talk. And really to be able to explore greater than our comfort zone and make that kind of a habit. I also want you to be able to change your definition of success so that it accounts for the process. Like the process of growth in your life because your fear and self-doubt are a condition occurring in your body and as we know those feelings are not true in the in the shared experience of reality sense sometimes the greatest work you do is on the days you feel like a total failure and you are sure everything you've done is shit So this is really about remembering that fact and recovering in the moments you feel like shit so you can practice acceptance and move that target to a higher goal. Like instead of being like, I want everyone to say I'm a hero and I want everyone to think I'm great. Maybe that goal is now, you know, including your personal experience of your journey through this life as a whole and like you being able to forgive yourself moment by moment Because the ego has this way of making us feel that the goal in our life is to be the top of the food chain, to be the first, to be the most accomplished in XYZ ways, and to be liked by everybody and to make everyone happy. But that view is very limited. The process of learning about ourselves, seeing ourselves in new situations, inventing ourselves, growing ourselves beyond our former capacities, and that I would say is the sum of a winning life because in general if you are growing if you let's say you are feeling like I don't know what I'm doing all the time that 
could be a sign that you're doing something right. It could be a sign that you're pushing yourself because there is no model for this life. Like there's no definition of what it is supposed to be. There's nothing that says your life is supposed to look like X, Y, Z. There are a million ideals we are shown about what a good life looks like or a successful life looks like. But if you apply those as a default setting to your life, it doesn't necessarily equal happiness. Like happiness has to be guided from each individual from the inside out. Like it's an intelligence that you grow to understand. And when we can respect this inner knowing, we can choose to live our life on a higher frequency based on our inner gifts. So in general, I'm talking about being able to work with the object of fear and anxiety and self-doubt as it comes up in your life and also increase your tolerance of that feeling so you can go to higher places in your life. And a big caveat for this episode, if you know you're a person who is already kind of risky and you have problematic behavior around taking risks, like you know you're impulsive or reckless, then I would say this is not an episode for you. This is much more targeted at people like myself who are resistant to change, who are creatures of habit and comfort and predictability. And with that, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. We all have kind of a fear script that comes up. I wanna ask you, what is the unmet need that gets triggered for you in particular when you have that feeling of lack come up. And it might be something like, oh, I feel like I am out of control or I feel like I messed up or I feel like uh, I'm, I'm not enough. Whatever it is, I just want to, whatever your script is that comes up in your mind, I don't know what I'm doing. Just call it to mind. And by unmet need script, I mean the thing that happens when we get the most triggered into feeling like we're nothing is we return to a base level self from when we felt the lowest for the longest amount of time. And that's usually when we were suffering a lot as young people. It's that loop that recurs in your life of it's not enough or I don't have enough, I will never have enough. It's whatever our greatest unmet need is, that's the thing that comes back up. That's the thing that gets reset anytime we are returned to that feeling as adults. So your particular unmet need will be the thing that you never got as a kid that you really desperately needed and wanted. So I just want you to call to mind whatever that is. It's a belief um, about the world that something will not be fulfilled or that something is wrong. And usually what we do as adults is we constantly reset that stage to try and finally get the thing we never got. You're hearing my daughter next to me if you're wondering what those like weird little sounds are that's my daughter um so yeah just call to mind what is your unmet need loop what's the thing that recurs in your adult relationships or when you go dark quote unquote what's the thing you're reliving and i will say that fear often hides in the voice of the rational like it's how we make excuses for why we're not going to take another risk or why we should stay comfortably small, even if that set, like that setting sucks for us. So to change the way you think about fear and to see it as like an objective separate object in some ways, 
it, it can be something that is therefore malleable and it's not it's not part of you it's something that that is happening in your body and then we can handle it in kind of a more deliberate way so this is not about you know navigating in a way that makes you go into really bad situations or not thinking about what you're doing this is about deliberately holding yourself through big leaps and being outside of your comfort zone and seeing that as a sign of something maybe even being right because in order to achieve great things in life we have to be somewhat aggressive like outside of our norm and sometimes that can feel like something's wrong So if we can get kind of used to that feeling of uncertainty and embrace it, we can deliberately increase our locus of control. And so we're kind of welcoming this feeling of, I don't know what I'm doing. And that can allow us to navigate into new areas and jump into the unknown. You know, we can start before we're ready. We can state who we want to be in the future versus just holding ourselves descriptively in where we are now we can walk towards the opportunity that terrifies us that feels totally unpredictable we can allow ourselves to mess up by our own standards and deliberately embrace the process and we can grow dramatically as a result of the feedback we receive through these processes and to start to become comfortable with a state of uncertainty can be you know, a really subtle change. It can be something incremental, like we start to change our perspective. We grow comfortable letting go of something that previously we held super tight to. Or we consider changing how we feel about something that's existing in our lives. Like these can be thought processes. They don't have to be physical practices. But all of these little alterations are like tiny leaps we make. And they allow us to grow beyond what we feel is culturally okay for us or what is quote supposed to happen in our lives I would also ask you to consider when you think of yourself as successful who is dictating those metrics is that something that's coming from the inside or is that coming from the outside because a lot of what is quote supposed to happen or we think is what we are supposed to do is actually just a a blocked version of all that could be but we get stuck in our fear ruts like we get stuck with a very limited safe script or conservative script for what we think our life is supposed to be so i think it's just a great exercise to just ask what would be far beyond that what would be so much higher than that and being a person who thinks in this way will allow you to see more possibilities Which brings me to part two, the why. A lot of us have a very warped set of expectations of ourselves. And they're based on overly simplistic external markers. Meaning things like making others happy. Or we've reduced our metrics of success to summaries that look good on paper. That we can give to somebody else on social media, that we can tell to a parent, we can tell to a friend. Like they're really reductive metrics that other people can approve of socially. And we tend to judge ourselves based on these things versus a greater metric, which would be the kind of long game, you know, the lifelong game of life. Because if you judge yourself too early in anything, in any process, you will judge yourself badly. The ego wants success instantly, immediately. We want instant gratification. But if we are playing a long game here, 
like the sum of life game or the sum of self, those results require that we are allowed to reach, to experiment, to circle back around, to test things out, to get that feedback from failures, quote unquote, to have off days, to get feedback from how things interact, how relationships work, how we feel about one thing next to another thing. And when we are extremely risk adverse, a lot of the time we are actually just resuming a familiar state. And ironically, it's a familiar state of unhappiness and discomfort. Like we got used to a state of being kind of vaguely numb and unhappy. And so we kind of get stuck there and therefore it feels familiar because like I'm, I know the devil because I'm already dealing with it. I'm dealing with all the things I don't like so I'm not afraid of the things that are unpredictable, if that makes sense. So anything that feels too great, too perfect, too ideal, too positive, too full of joy, it can actually make us feel fearful. Like it can feel like a negative thing, especially if we grew up struggling to get our needs met or we grew up in a lot of fear and uncertainty. So happiness and stability and success will feel almost like pain or, or scary because we are unconsciously trying to reset an old stage again and again. So if you, for example, get lots of praise and positive feedback, it can almost feel like really wrong or misaligned. Like, oh, no, 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 that is not me. I'm aiming too high. That is not true. And that can make us want to reset the previous setting of invisibility or I'm nothing. So they're in that process, like that's so subconscious that when that's happening, there is such a thing as reframing that feeling in your own mind's eye and expecting it, knowing that it's happening and looking at, looking at it as like a sign, oh, I need to enact my new workarounds. I need to kind of go through this process and then find a new perspective on it. So with that, here's part three, the how, the tools. But first, a brief word from our sponsors. All right, the first tool is called name tags. And this is for dealing with fear scripts in particular. I want you to give your voice of judgment a name or a descriptor. Maybe it's the narrow ego or prideful perfectionist. I mean, whatever feels right to you. If this feels too silly, don't do it. But the point of it is to encode this voice with its vice and with its true downfall which is when you have that little nudge of I failed or that thing didn't go well or they didn't like that and that was I fucked that one up that narrative like when you write down that voice it's a very specific voice from another time like whenever we have triggers of feeling like we messed up we are going to repeat a self a, a set of felt beliefs about ourselves from another time in our life when we felt equally um, powerless and vulnerable. So in the moment you have that little fear script play out, I want you to take your journal and follow it up with a prompt. Like just jot down all of the scripts. Like what are those things saying? And then ask where or when are these beliefs rooted? Like what moments in your life? What selves? And just list them out. For me, in particular, 
They are my greatest moments of suffering and my greatest traumas. And in short, when you see this self, you can see you are the person that is the most um, disabled. Like you are the most, you have the, the most need of distractions or coping mechanisms and you have the least of them to protect you. So what times was this self and what moments in your life does this self remind you of as far as like their felt experience of your life? The fear self is always going to be the, the selves in your life with the least power who had lost a self-definition of sorts. And the last step in this exercise is to then try and flip it over. And by that, I mean just remind yourself to be open to another possible truth in today right now. So for example, saying aloud, maybe that was actually just fine. Maybe I I did great. Maybe everything is just as it's supposed to be. And just remembering to be neutral and open to seeing a new possible reality that is not defined by your fear. All right, next tool, agility role models. I think it's really helpful to always keep in mind somebody who, somebody else who is doing what you want to do in terms of moving freely through their life. Like one of my role models is Amy Schumer. Another is Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Two women who I see as beholden only to themselves. But just bring that to mind. Who is there in this world that you think is owning their shit and living to their fullest? All right, next tool, remove the cultural bar. So one way to view the intention of non-judgment of self is that there's only one way to ever go, and that is up. And if you can think as a person who has no sense of a cultural bar, that is true. Like all experiences add up to the sum of your person. And to spend time lamenting what you lost or to feel like you failed in some way is to choose to betray the value of the present moment. So in many ways, you can think like, this is an example from my personal past, you can think like a recovered drug addict. (laughs) And I I don't mean like that's a good thing, but I I recall after I stopped using drugs all day, every day, it basically had kept my body and my brain to an offsetting for, you know, years and years. And when I was not on the offsetting anymore, I was suddenly present and full of energy but my life contained nothing I had no schedule I had no path I had no money I had also no expectations of myself for myself or from others I was basically at zero as far as life goes and that was a great gift because I could only go up and to be able to work from that place allows me to really look at like huh, what are all the open paths? Should I run up that way, that way, that way, that way? So if we remove all of the metrics that are externalized by culture, like all the people at your age are supposed to be going through this path and all of them are supposed to have these things and this, your friends all have these, like you should have these too. If you take all of that away and can just see your life as everything is valuable, which path are you going to climb? Like that's really... That's a better relationship to this life path as a whole. All right. The next tool, set the stage. So just as a meditation, I want 
you to look at your life as kind of a blank slate and imagine there's no incorrect outcome there's only correct all paths lead to where you can and will grow and there's no ending to a path like everything is you can constantly evolve you can constantly change so we can take the narrative out of or the meaning behind all events like know that every step of your life has been valuable and now ask what would make you feel the most rewarded like what is your personal metric of success for yourself what makes you feel very proud of yourself and I would also invite you to do a scan of what you are priding yourself on currently. Like is the thing that makes you feel really good about yourself currently a result of discipline? Like as in I'm checking all the correct boxes and I'm going through the motions of all the correct things of, that other people think I should do? Or are your metrics really tapping into the vein of self and the joy that kind of flows through you and your presence, if that makes sense. Because it's so seductive and easy to get into kind of an unconscious mode of doing. It's really safe here. It's really like, oh, I got all the stuff done. And oftentimes we don't even question if we care about that stuff. We just get into, or I know I get into the state of doing, 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 doing. And I don't even really like question if that stuff is something I've chosen that I want to do or if it's stuff that I just kind of got distracted into doing. And we can get into this flow of getting off on discipline, like being so conditioned by the routine that other people have that we don't even ask ourselves if we are happy and rewarded and thriving. So I want you to question that. It's just an invitation. All right, the next tool, just a rebrand. Tiny failures are mini growth spurts. So anytime in the future when you get that twinge of pain of like, oh, I fucked up or I wasn't enough, expect it, welcome it, and then rebrand it in your mind's eye as, and now I have grown. And now I have a growth spurt. I've just collected a lesson. What is this little gift inside this thing? It's like we're polishing off the coal out on the outside of a diamond. Like what is that gift? All right, the next tool is called I'll be okay if when we are moving through big and new situations in our life like when we get stressed out if we have a lot of uncertainty a lot of risk that's when our controllers come out that's when we start to try and over control things in our life when we feel powerless and if that controller starts to come out we I think a lot of people tend to hyper-focus on other people in their life and how we can control them. So if that controller self is coming out, it is a sign that we are having internal battles um, with what is. Like So in that moment, your, your brain might be repeating something. You can recognize the thought process. Your brain will be saying something like, I'll be okay if blank happens I'll be okay if only this certain thing happens I need this thing to be true so if you catch that occurring in your body here's one way to empower yourself in that moment just first call it to mind become aware of it and then ask how can I accept what is 
and take that energy of resistance away? How can I just welcome the truth of what is, no matter what it is? And second, how can I bring the truth of that situation into action? And so this is like a process really aimed at remembering that all situations are neutral and our, our interpretation of them are what bring the resistance and pain to them. And that fear controller self saying like, I, I will only be okay if blank happens. So by deliberately talking yourself out of that process and welcoming the truth, then we can see it as, oh, I have an opportunity to make some change. This is really allowing me to see actions that need to happen. Like what are the actions that need to happen? And, and that can be a great activating gift to really embrace that, that truth. All right, and the next tool, go to church, whatever that is. I know church is a triggering word for some people, so go to serenity. I mean, fill in the blank, whatever word you want to use there. But there are certain moments that are so charging and like, rehabilitating to your soul when you're really like I am fully alive right now I am fully enjoying the shit out of my life right now and those moments will happen in kind of like five minute windows two minute windows and they'll happen unexpectedly in your life but we have to really make sure we're curating situations for them to come about and for the most part they are not spent doing or working or on a phone they are moments of presence and for me the last time I had these this these church moments I was on the beach with my daughter and it was just like joyful presence so that practice in your life of joyful presence is what gives us that reservoir of completeness it's what reminds us I am not defined by, by my title. I am not defined by what by what others say about me or if they approve of me or if they don't approve about me or the last project I did or the thing that I'm making. Like we really need to have that be very valuable and a, at least a percentage of our existence in this life. So make sure you're, you're regularly going to church, whatever that is. Maybe that's with nature. Maybe that's just witnessing, beholding nature, whatever it is. Make sure you're getting it in your day. Next tool, give yourself this gift of being allowed to be. I would say it is the utmost respect you can give to yourself is just being allowed to be and not be doing anything or achieving anything or checking any box. Have you given yourself that simple acceptance of you are allowed to just be? It can actually feel uncomfortable and fear-inducing and anxiety-inducing to just be, to just do nothing, to just sit, to waste time, to be frivolous, to be lazy. So just a little filter to, to scan your life currently. Like, are you allowing? Is that tolerated by you? Is that acceptable by your standards? You would allow somebody else in your life that you love to be that way. Do you allow yourself to be that way? All right. The next tool curating inner sanctum so this is 
really a it sounds like it's the same thing as what I was talking about before but it's slightly different it's very important we are all creative individuals it's very important to create kind of a a reservoir in ourselves kind of like this inner break room or inner sanctum and and that can be our reservoir for energy and creativity that can refill us and reset us and refuel our brains at all times but we have to kind of deliberately create that sense. We have to, in other words, it's kind of like being able to step into a, a memory of magic and inspiration at all times. Like no matter where we are, what we're doing, we can step into ourselves and that inner world, that inner awareness of of our dreams, our sense of awe is accessible to us at any point in time. It's kind of like being able to ground inwardly. And to have that, that always in us, that is how we can basically replenish our energy. Even if we're working at something we don't want to do or we have to pretend at a job we, we don't believe in, like creating this inner sanctum for artists is like having a kind of inner sense of self that allows us to know who we are at all times like and that will guide us when we need to express something true or we want to say something from our own voice it's very similar to like that that sense of safety that allows you to um sneeze or or poop or it's like we need to have that ability to unclench our energy so if we if we get into patterns of rigidity or black and white thinking that is when when our sense of self is clogged it's like we're unable to to flow to tap into that inner creative self when we can be comfortable floating like feeling lost that is when we start to have more realizations and when we can divine the answers to problems. It's when we are the most wise. It's when we are the most open. So this was all very touchy-feely. I hope it made sense. But like curate that sense of inner expression so that you can tap into it like what is your what does your singing voice sound like? Can you access it at all times? That self can speak so wisely on all fronts in your life. All right, the next tool is called culture peel. We're going to do a little chemical peel together and we're going to pull away the encoding we are all receiving from popular culture about what we are meant to be or do or have. And so I just want to Pull it back and see it. See where programming has instigated anything in your current life. And and just maybe take an inventory. Like what are what are the things in your life that you feel pressured to do that are dictated by the outside? Like is that somebody else's idea or is that your own? And I think, I mean, I do this personally like whenever I have any kind of impulse to buy something or I'm like, I really should be doing blank. I constantly step back and ask, like, is that somebody else's idea or is that true for me? Like, who authored this belief and when? Because I I think it's really interesting. Like, we're constantly trying to impress 
this like cultural standard on ourselves like we're trying to feel okay about ourselves all the time and oftentimes we get the thing and then we're like oh I didn't care about that at all like that didn't do anything for me but we don't realize it till after the fact so it's really helpful to just question things as they pressure you in the moment like do I though do I care about that does that actually suit me another little question mark I want to throw into your brain we often also do this on our partners and we impress on them a standard of what they should be and when they should be it and oftentimes those pressures are us correcting them based on other cultural representations of partners like oh so and so's partner did blank you should be doing blank or oh every successful couple does xyz you should be doing xyz But that is all a belief system that may not actually resonate with us and also probably doesn't align with who they are. So I want you to examine the things that feel like need fears, fear needs, like, oh, I should really be doing blank. Ask yourself, is that coming from a need lack energy versus a love joy energy? Like, where is that need coming from? All right, next tool People can feel if your shoes are on. (laughs) This is a Zoom metaphor for all the remote workers out there. This is really just to call to mind how are the question, how are you tuning your personal energy and what you bring to each moment? Like to really bulletproof your being with all of the special powers. Like I think symbols and rituals are so important. So for me, a lot of the things I need to do if I want to feel like my best self is like, first of all, put on shoes, (laughs) especially if I'm on like Zoom. Um, Having like uh, gentle reminders that and visual cues that you are addressing all of your personal needs and feeling like I'm proud of me. Like, just give yourself all of those rituals of superpowers. All right. Next tool. This is kind of a long descriptor. It's for working with fear scripts. So this is like a practical application of several several of the tools I've gone over. But they're for the moments that you have triggers of those old met needs, unmet needs that I mentioned. Because when we get stressed, often the first safe mode that is operated is we reset an unmet need from childhood. And that is how we used to manage and control our stress growing up. So it makes sense that it would recur when we have any adult feelings of powerlessness. So right now, let's say for me, I'm just going to use this as an example. Um, I'm getting a trigger of uncertainty, powerlessness, feeling scared, like I'm out of control. Like those are the feelings. I'm going to name them all. I'm going to write them all down. And that is my unmet need script. My unmet need script is that I was not seen when I really needed help. And I was suffering in that powerlessness. I wanted someone to see me so badly. And that is the greatest unmet need that gets triggered in any current moment of uncertainty or threat. Like when it's triggered, that is when I encourage my body to fret and worry and obsess and over control others in my life to make everything in my life is exact to my will as it can be and when I get into that energy it's a violation 
of what is. It's also removing me from a present and peaceful experience of my life as it actually is. So it's all happening in me. But most of all, I am creating an issue. Like I'm creating a problem. There is no real problem in reality. I'm creating it and living through it. So when I have this script triggered, what do I do knowing that this is something I'm creating in my body? The first thing I do is I choose to elevate my energy. So that means exercise, spending time in the sun, um, spending time in my quote church, you know, spending time with my daughter, let's say, my son, my husband, myself, filling my cup in other ways, filling my cup with proof of the opposite, with abundance, with beauty. So resetting the truth of the feeling and also enabling my chemicals to restore. The second thing I do after that is I revisit the issues with a new perspective and I ask instead what is true like just let's look at this all the situation objectively without any charge minus that thing being good or bad just looking at what is and then I also as a part of that welcome the outcome whatever the outcome is going to be I'm going to real-time accept it and take all energy of resistance away from it so I'm going to say no matter what the truth of this situation is I welcome it so let's take uh, an arbitrary situation. Um, let's say it's a person that's in a relationship where they're having really big conflict and they are trying now to reapproach those conflicts without the charge of resistance. So you would ask, what is true in this situation? Is it true that I cannot be in this relationship? Is it true that I need to move out of my apartment? Is it true that I need to find a new apartment with a new roommate? Is it true that I need to get my financial house in order? Is it true that I need to confront this situation with the assistance of my parents, of a counselor? Is it, you're basically taking an inventory and saying like, I'm ready to look at all of this completely objectively. I'm not resisting it. And when we can deliberately do that we can deliberately unhinge from fear and we can actually sidestep it it's bizarre it's like even if you know deep down you're fucking terrified to look at whatever situation it is when we can choose to to work through things in this manner we can walk around fear because we can see that it's there whether we resist it or not and all of that pain that we put ourselves through of resistance is optional and past that, we can see all of these new possibilities that open up ahead of us. So many more things open up as a result of this process. And we're like, oh, I have all these resources I can use. I have all these things that can help me be more powerful in the face of this really scary situation. And we feel more behind ourselves, like supported by ourselves in just the simple act of choosing to do this. I hope that all made sense. I hope it is all helpful. And uh, before I close, I want to thank all my latest sponsors. Your donations help out so much. I really, really appreciate it. Anyone out there who has the means, donations really help out the show. And if you don't, I would love a review on iTunes if you have time. Or just share it with someone you think it could help. In closing, when was the last time you felt very deeply and truly 
challenged, like totally out of your comfort zone. And I, I ask that question just because I would say these are the experiences that make us feel fully alive. They make us feel fully on. Like we are present. We are using all of ourselves. And in those moments, I, I would guess that you feel the most pride and growth as a result of them. Like they really mark memories because we are fully present we're fully living through them so maybe look to encourage more of these experiences in your life like if you are living too safely and you're responding to the ideas of culture and what it deems is success then perhaps you are not thriving as much as you could be and what's in it for you if you're just managing and reacting to what other people think like you might have a completely different bar for what is a quality life if we focus on fame or money or external measures we create and maintain a continuous perspective of lack in our lives we're always falling short and we always feel like today right now is not enough when in reality it is plenty it is abundant with so many wonderful gifts so we must consciously choose to mark the treasure we hold in just the process of self-actualization, of growing ourselves and knowing that what we have right now, what, we, what we've built thus far is always enough because we are moving forward. We are not the same person we were yesterday. The journey in itself is the destination. And that is where you are for the entirety of your life. You're in that journey. So don't forget to enjoy it and go forth and rock. <laughs> Choose first self-love as a goal because that is the highest measure of success. And everything else is just a bonus, you know? Everything else comes after that. I hope this is helpful. I send you my love and don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.